Hey there, everybody. Welcome to episode 18 of Good Hang. 18? 18. Wow. In, a, in four episodes, I can start singing 22. I'm looking forward to that. Is that a song? What is that? Yeah, it's my, my own thing. <laughs> Listeners out there know. You, you don't oh, know. I don't know anything. Almost 50s out there know. Anyway, oh. uh, this week on What You've Been Up To, we talked a little bit about uh, weight loss and body image mm-hmm. and just kind of like how we see ourselves and how we want to maybe fix that, maybe keep it the same. I don't know. You know, like you're perfect the way you are, but sometimes you do need some fixing. Yeah, I don't know how we got there because we started talking about haze. <laughs> so we did start talking about the haze. Um, yeah. Uh, also, we went into uh, reading the shits. Yes. And this week on reading the shit, we had a very interesting question asking us about our mentors. Yeah, from our old buddy Jake Lasagna. Jake Lasagna. Hey. Yeah. Little Parmesan cheese on it. Of course, there is game time. Yep. Yeah, we. I hosted this time game time. I took a page out of Nathan's book from last week, guys. I hear. I hear ya. Oh, John's games are too hard. They're impossible. So I took Nathan's game from last week and I put my own spin on it. Does he win? Do I win? Tune in to find out. And of course, we go into the news. This news, week news, in news. the news, we have a demon of a man. <laughs> um, <laughs> He's a horrible person, isn't he? A demon of a man uh, raising prices for AIDS drugs. Uh, we have... Because, uh, Nathan, you know what sucks? You know what's worse than having AIDS? What? Not being able to afford anything ever. Exactly. Thanks, buddy. Uh, also in the news, we have a new service that helps the deceased with social media Mm. strange stuff there and finally we talk about happy birthday being in the public domain now you can do it you can sing it whenever you want sing it right now guys it's fine no one's gonna sue you amazing happy Nathan still can't do it you guys it's too hard for him too ingrained and the last thing we talk about this week is our favorite thing our favorite thing favorite bad song or as Nathan calls it your was it tool tune tool tunes these are not songs about hammers and wrenches my friends or tools like hammers and wrenches. I was going somewhere else with that, but yeah. <laughs> oh, like penises? Uh, like rocking out with your cock out? Yeah. Alrighty. Anyway, so that's us for this week. Tune in next week for more goodness. In the meantime, tell a friend. Thanks for sharing it. Send thanks some for, emails. Thanks for reaching out to us. Thanks for listening. Read at us. And oh, most importantly, listen to the episode starting right now. Okay, so try to say the same word at the same time, right? Same word at the same time. All right, so okay. starting with three. Right. All right. One, two, three. Rihanna. Usher. Whoa, holy shit. <laughs> <laughs> okay, now we chose what's halfway between those things until we say the same thing. Okay, All ready? Right. Three, uh, two, two, one. Black. Oh, I think I'm racist. Three, three two, two, one. Hip hop. Oh, three, God. two, two one. One. Black. <laughs> We're never going to get there. I'm stuck on black. I'm stuck on my racist overtones of like, that's all I see is race. Just, you can't move past the, the color, man. Yeah. You got to move past the color. That's hard though. What's in between, ha- oh yeah, I guess between ha- hip hop and, ra- and and black is someone who's both those things. Yeah. Kanye. 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 <laughs> you gotta I'm, look past the color man you gotta look past the black yeah i'm the opposite of colorblind all i see is color all you see is color like this this red cord and this <laughs> gold trophy which will probably be mine later and that anyway i know a guy that actually sees sound as color though he has kinest- is it kinesthesia is synesthesia no. synesthesia synesthesia yeah I, I know a guy like he sees color when he, he hears sound and right. how he describes it is like 
it's a bit like lights flashing in your eyes as opposed to mm-hmm. like you know seeing color float up mm-hmm. you know it's more like someone shining a light in your eyes and you're seeing that like kind of that rough right. color in your eyes kind of but thing. That, is that his only thing that gets mixed up because there's other things you can do you can like hear sounds and shit oh yeah, but yeah. His i thing mean is that- synesthesia just means that your senses kind of yeah, get, get- uh, intersect yeah so this guy he can hear i'm sorry he can see sound as color so that that has given him perfect pitch Oh, because wow. of that, he has perfect pitch. Because all all he has to do is think about okay, blue, uh, pink, uh, things like that. You that's know? amazing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like, and how, like, wait, wait. So, like, how many when, different colors is? Is he have a different color for every kind? Well, of it's, possible it's it's more sound? like it's more like a spectrum of a gradient. You know oh, that you know when you when that's you go really to Photoshop, you see that um mm-hmm. uh, color spectrum, yeah, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he's kind of been able because he's he is like a musician by trade, right? He's kind of practiced into like identifying what colors are what notes and you know the shade of the color and um sometimes chords the the colors combine wow it's crazy yeah yeah yeah. um that's so it kind of gives him a very unique perspective on harmony and like uh, matching uh like rhythms and syncopations and things like that because to him making music is like a painting well that's so cool man it's crazy it's crazy so is he like hey nathan yo your tone was way brown Oh no Can no! Like he, like um when we go off right like because we used to sing an acapella group together mm-hmm. and whenever we went slightly off key, he would make a face <laughs> like it's such an ugly color. It's just that the color changes and he can see the color changing. It's kind of nuts. Um, but there's also another guy that I heard of. Uh, never really met him personally, but he had synesthesia in the sense that he could taste sound. Taste. He sound. could taste sound. So, like, um, when he heard a um, like a beautiful classical piece, he'll suddenly have like the taste of coffee in his mouth or wow. something like that, you know. Uh, and he used this as an excuse to not play in the school band because he was like, "This, this, our music tastes like shit." Is that what he says? <laughs> something like that. <laughs> so bad. He, he's he was like a virtuoso trombone player, right? R- right. And he was really good. And the school really wanted him in a band, but he would always refuse because. Um, he he just couldn't take how it tasted. Wow! Because uh, you know how sometimes like school bands, like the moment like the conductor goes one, two, three, four, <laughs> and it's just like it would just taste like sour and bitter and vomit. shitty to him. See, yeah. but like I'm I'm curious as to like why uh, with both those guys is that like pleasurable sensations are associated with nice things. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's like, oh, these good sounds taste good. Oh, these good colors sound good <laughs> like what if it was like like the shittier it sounded the better it tasted so oh. it was like oh please scratch the, your nails on the chalkboard more it tastes yeah i'm like not entirely sure horror. how that works actually because it's it's i guess it's all in the brain and i'm not entirely sure how that works I, hmm. I i truly don't know like i mean my senses are pretty much defined like one after the other as opposed to being crossed here and there wouldn't it be cool if like your sense of touch was related to your sense of sight. What do you mean? Like, like Braille? Something like that. No, like if I see something, I'm able to like understand its texture and feel it just with my eyes, you know? Mm. I always thought that was an interesting thing. Isn't like some, kind of, I guess that's what like the great Renaissance painters and artists, like Michelangelo would probably be like... You visualize the tactile? Yeah. That's crazy. Isn't that cray cray? That's cray. That's how art's made. That is how art is made. 
Well, let's make some art ourselves, John. <laughs> What's up, everybody? <laughs> Welcome to Good Hang, the Welcome. artist's podcast. Welcome to Good Hang, episode 18. 18. If this episode were a... <laughs> I don't want to go there. <laughs> if this episode were a person, it'd be legal. Oh, no. It'd be okay. It'd be legal to drive and drink in Singapore, which... You can drive and drink in Singapore? I've always... There's no drinking I've, and driving laws? I've always questioned that a little bit. You're yeah. saying that they can drink and also they can drive. They can't drink and drive. Oh, no, no, no. I mean, drinking and driving is legal all around. You just cannot do that. Mm-hmm. I, ho- I hope you understand that, John. Sure. But just drinking... Checking. But the, the age of uh, uh, um, consent and for drinking and uh, the age that you can drive... All 18 in Singapore. Similar, yeah. All in, in Singapore is all 18. As opposed to, I know in US the driving age is 16, whereas the drinking age is 21. 21 yeah. It's a huge gap there. Voting age is 18. You can be sent to war when you're 18. Is it? Yeah. So oh. you can't you can't decide who sends you to war until you're, you're something. It's this thing. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I always thought the drinking age of 21 was a little bit... That's um, old. It's, it's not just... Oh, it's just that you go through so much of life by the time you're 21. There's no way that your lips had not touched alcohol oh, by yeah. then, you know? No yeah. way. Absolutely no way. So it's kind of like an open invitation to break the rules. I think just the vast majority of people are criminals then. Because <laughs> like in, in Singapore, the drinking age being 18, right? That's about the age you f- uh, finish up JC mm-hmm. or you're halfway through poly or um, you're already working maybe. Like, I think that's a fairly realistic age because you're fresh out of school. Um, you're socializing a lot more. You mm-hmm. tend to, you know, frequent bars or, you know, go to restaurants and have a glass of wine, things like that. Mm-hmm. And because you're younger, I think it it doesn't quite get out of hand so quickly because sure. you get more sick of it faster. Exactly. Yeah. Did we talk about that in a previous podcast? How, I have like, no idea. started drinking when I was really young, went to the States, and everyone was just obnoxious, and it made me, like, basically stop drinking. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. Because yeah. you go to college, and they're like, eh, Rager, man, let's do some beer bongs. And I'm like... And they're just... all, like, 17, 18. Yeah. Yeah. And then I'm like, can I just sip my whiskey and just be chill? No, no, we gotta, okay. Oh, we oh, gotta, really? oh, we we gotta got... date rape someone now? Okay, oh, wow, that's getting out of hand. We gotta date rape! Let's do it. <laughs> it's a call to arms to date rapists. That's terrible, Nathan. I'm sorry. That's terrible. You're a terrible person. You're, like, so you're like the Asian Bill Cosby over here. <laughs> Any attention I can get off Bill Cosby, I'll take that responsibility. Yeah, you're doing that for him? Is that what you're doing for him? Yeah. We support him. We, we support the doc. I support Bill Cosby oh, and, and the pudding pops and the Coca-Colas. He was the spokesperson for Coca-Cola for a while. Oh, well, who wasn't? Coke is like the <laughs> slut of, I don't know. Bill Cosby loves that Coke. Yeah, roof- he does. And roofies. And roofies. More roofies than the Coke. <laughs> yeah, but, yeah, I mean, I, I think people get, like, people in Singapore, people I know, they get sick of drinking by the time they're, like, 23, 24, you know, because they they probably start it when they're, like, 15, 16, yeah. And then by the time they're 18, it's no longer, like, you know, cool. Or it's no longer, like, a, a, a dangerous thing to do because it's legal. And then by the time you're 23, you're just kind of like, yeah, I'm over it. Yeah, sounds about right. Yeah, most people. I mean, uh, there's some people that, you know, drink for pleasure. you have noticed. Some people that drink for, um, you know, to get crunk, as the kids say. To get, <laughs> yeah. to get That's slizzard. Say. To get slizzy. Doesn't crunk specifically mean, though, that you're on chronic and you're drunk? Is it? That's what I thought. That makes a lot of sense. I right. always thought that was called crossfaded. Crossfaded. That's a yeah, cooler yeah, yeah. way. No crunk, man. The chronic and the cr- and the drunk. That makes a lot of sense. Thank yeah. you very much. I learned something today. Yeah. Uh, allegedly, I would never touch the <laughs> anything like that. Yeah. I, I still wish I could drink. Well, you, we, we, you can drink. Not just really, don't like though. it. No, I, 
as in, like, I, I don't enjoy it and I don't take it well. Like a single beer is enough to just, I'm out. You're out. Like like a sip of beer. Like I'm just curious, like a third of the way through the beer, you're like, ooh, yeah, I'm tipsy. And halfway through the beer, you're like, ooh, I'm drunk. And then I, that is not even out. That is not even exaggeration. Maybe you're allergic. Yeah. Oh, no, I'm definitely allergic. Oh, then you are allergic. <laughs> but you don't get like red-faced or itchy or anything, right? I get red-faced, not itchy. It gets difficult to breathe. Um, Ooh, my breath get, my Yeah, my breath gets a, li- a bit labored. And um, I get the feeling of a hangover pretty quickly after As you're drink. drinking. Yeah. That sucks. Yeah. yeah so so I could, yeah, I, don't drink. I, I never understood why people partied so hard at clubs. Because I, I was like... Aren't you guys having a headache? Or aren't you guys like dying right now? Why is everyone just going like, yeah, dancing? What are you, some kind of psychopath? You can't understand that people have different experiences from you. No, no, no. It's just that like I thought that everyone felt like how you felt. That when I was younger, psycho. No, yeah. no. See, when I was younger, um, I thought drinking would make you sleepy, dizzy, and gives you a headache. Like you mm-hmm. know, like you know, it's uh, it, I thought it was a universal experience. Okay. That people feel sleepy, get dizzy, and have a headache. Because I kind of knew that, you know, drunkenness meant, you know, losing control. You puke at the end of the night sometimes, maybe. And, like, most people outside the club look terribly miserable. Yeah. So I kind of figured that that was a universal thing. And, and you I got never... this, what, from all, like, after-school specials on TV shows and stuff? Is that what <laughs> yeah, you exactly, okay. exactly. Fair enough. And I never understood why people drank. Because, like, don't, doesn't it hurt? Like, doesn't your head hurt? How are you jumping on the dance floor right now? And, yeah, it turns out it was just me because I'm allergic. Yeah, yeah. Don't drink, kids. Don't drink and don't date rape. Yeah, I mean, you can do one of those things. Yeah, you in your head, you pick which one, and that just says something about you, listener. <laughs> uh, I was scared uh, to say anything. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. You too. I judge you too, Nathan. I'm sorry. Alrighty, man. Uh, what's what's what you been up to this week? Uh, I've been waiting for the song to come on. When you see your bud and want to know what's new, you just gotta ask, hey, what buddy. you been up to? Okay, what have I been up to? Today's been a pretty slow week. I mean, the haze has been keeping me indoors, so I haven't been really going out much. Can we talk about the haze for a second? We can talk about the haze for okay, a second. Okay, so today is, we're recording this on a Saturday evening. It's 5 p.m. on Saturday. The 26th. Um, is it the 26th? Of September. Shit, the month's almost over. Yeah. Anyway. 2019. <laughs> what? From the future. And there's still haze. Anyway, yeah. Can you imagine in 20... I know you're taking me off on a bit of a tangent here, but yeah. can you imagine in 2019, if provided we don't delete this, this will still exist. Yeah. This will exist in 2019 when both of us could possibly be married. Yeah. Even... You know, have like a child on the way. Yeah, and also someone who was born before nine eleven is now legal. Oh shit! That is also true. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Huh? Things to think about. Yeah. Anyway, four years um, away. Yeah. Yes, I mean, for, a lot can happen in four years, man. In four years, I'm gonna be almost thirty. Four years, I could be dead. Right. These are possibilities. Well, what's What's like the age that you have that you think you might die? Uh, I'm gonna be thirty-seven and a half. Mm-hmm. And natural causes. Uh, we'll see. Yeah, I mean, thir- I, I mean, be- thirty-seven and a half natural causes is a little bit. I think it's gonna improbable. be supernatural causes. Uh, get like- possessed by a demon and get throw myself out the window to save my family. Or UFO abduction. I guess so. Yeah, yeah. UFO abduction would be something too. I would think I would take demon possession over UFO abduction. You think so? Only because Usually, I mean, okay. Assuming you survive both ordeals, you mean, and yeah. like, okay. Okay, why, 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 why? Okay, because I feel like UFO abduction, once you're gone, like, who the hell's going to, like, attest to that story, you know? Like, you're gone. 
because I'm assuming you died because you're so you're gone, right? But the demon possession, you, you can at least have a bunch of witnesses and go, like, yeah, shit went down. He was, he started speaking like Hebrew, and his eyes went red and he flew for a bit. <laughs> that John yeah, was a good but, guy. But that's well, that's because you yeah. But what if it was a real abduction? But pe- and people actually saw it. What if like a UFO came to your house here in Singapore? In like the central area, everyone knows near- UFOs yeah. only go to America. Yeah, it seems like it, because <laughs> that's where all the stories come from. I have never heard a single UFO story from Singapore. Huh? Yeah. The, uh, the, the, the aliens are racist. Maybe. Yeah. Aliens maybe, hate Asian people. Maybe they don't like our slanty eyes. Because they got big eyes. Yeah. Oh yeah. 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 They think we're less than them. To Stupid us, aliens. To to them, we're like the most alien of aliens. Oh yeah, we're like they're scared of us. Yeah, like, at least like with the round eyes, they can go like, oh, oh, it's uh, it's similar. I can it's, see, it, yeah, the evolution, exactly. Evolution. Yeah. So oh, yeah, how about that haze, huh? What were we talking about? <laughs> the haze. <laughs> oh okay. Um. Uh. Oh yes, the haze. So a lot of people have been angry about the haze. A lot of people have just kind of been upset at um. What Indonesia? At Indonesia, yes. I looked into the story a little bit. And it turns out all this anger might not be very intelligently placed. And I'll tell you why. Because, yes, Indonesia is burning down their forest. They're making their way to cultivate land. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's the cheapest method to do it, as mm-hmm. discussed in the previous episode. But there's a reason why they are burning this land, John. And Which that is, is because of palm oil. Oh, yeah, I've heard about this. Yes, too. Yeah, Indonesia yeah, yeah. is the largest, ex- uh, one of the largest exporters of palm oil which is used in like everything all foods basically it's used in almost like half the things that you find at a supermarket almost like half the things you find at cosmetic stores yeah. um in, in like bath products things like that palm oil is everywhere but it's and interesting we- and don't quote me on this but i think uh, i believe that now companies are being forced to say if they're using palm oil in their ingredients i've noticed that, that right? a lot more because before it would just say oil but now it would be like vegetable oil and then parentheses palm oil because of this particular controversy yeah. which is something about monkeys right it's it, it always goes back to monkeys yeah <laughs> um but Unless yeah you talk to like you know republicans yeah uh i didn't get that but um earth is five thousand years old and we didn't evolve from monkeys isn't oh it? Ah, got it, got there it. it is understood uh-huh. okay so um yeah turns out uh, all this deforestation to make way for um uh, farmlands is because of the growing uh, demand for palm oil, mm-hmm. like the demand is, it just doesn't stop. Wait, hold on. So, so palm oil is oil from a palm tree. Yeah. Mm, I wish I looked into this. I'm assuming yes. Yeah. So, like, what does so? How, what's the relation between burning wood and palm oil? Like, what's the connection? Well, they're burning the the other trees, like your oaks and your cherries and your your crisp birch, <laughs> um, <laughs> to make way for planting palm trees. Oh, to make more yes, palm oil. Exactly, okay. exactly. They're making way to plant more palm trees. I, I, I'm okay. Again, listener, I am kind of making this up in the sense I don't know how palm oil is um, harvested, but the facts are deforestation is happening because of the increasing demand for palm oil and the increasing need for palm oil in products. Therefore, you know, the demand rises, supply rises, yeah. blah, blah, blah. Deforestation, burning, and haze. Yeah, a couple of years ago, it was quite trendy to be like, hey, stop palm oil. I mean, I th- I'm sure yeah. it's still out there. Yeah, But it's, on my Facebook anyway, it was like, stop palm oil because of monkeys. I feel like all those trends, like they kind of go the way of like trans fats. You know, eventually people just don't give a shit. I think... <laughs> I think you're wrong about that in trans fat. I think trans fans are pretty much gone. I think people gave a shit until they were gone. Well, 
I thought so as well. And then I realized that I saw a bunch of products that they no longer hide the fact that they have trans fats. Mm-hmm. They just kind of like say we have less trans fats than, you know, XXX, you know? Yeah. Whereas last time it used to be like, oh, trans fats are the worst possible thing for you. They'll kill you. They will end your life, bitch. <laughs> and then like uh, every product known to man was like, they, they they made it a point to put no trans fat, no trans fat, no trans fat. But now there's a whole bunch. I, I was just at a supermarket the other day mm-hmm. and there were like a, like a whole brand of chips. I think it was done by uh, Frito-Lay or... Wait, who makes Chex Mix? I, I don't know. Whoever makes Chex Mix. They were like, oh, we Quaker? have it- we have 70% less trans fats than regular potato chips. So, you know, they're admitting to trans fats and stuff like that. Um, but, yeah, all those trendy things, they go the way of trans fats. But you know, you know, what, you know what trans fats is, right? giving a shit. Um, fats that don't go away, something like that. It's like, it's like f- fats that are... Um, so, the trans fats started with margarine, which, yeah. by the way, when I moved to Singapore, I couldn't believe that margarine was everywhere. Right? Because that's what they use in, in kaya toast, right? I can't believe it's not butter. It, But it... Okay, fine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, okay, no, trans fat is an artificial fat. It's like something... They call it trans fat because in the DNA structure of the... Okay, well, okay, right, sorry. Let me just take it back a little bit. Break it uh, down. Chemistry 101. <laughs> you know what the difference between an oil and a fat is? <laughs> what? No, I'm asking you. Are we doing? Are we doing? This? I don't know. I thought we were going to uh, okay, break go, it go, down. Okay, go, go, go. Let's break it down. Break it down, and <laughs> yo, Nathan. What? You know what the difference what? between an oil and a fat is? What? Tell oh, me. Tell I'll me. I'll tell you. What? An oil is liquid at room temperature. A fat is solid at room temperature. Nothing rhymes with temperature. Can you think of something that rhymes with temperature, Nathan? Drop furniture. A temperature and a furniture. Yeah. Those two words don't go together. We have they terrible don't flow. Really seem like birds of a feather. We have terrible flow, John. I'm working on my flow, though. I, I got the hustle. I don't, have, I don't have to flow. Oh, no. <laughs> okay, so, okay. I'm sorry, Terrence Howard. <laughs> Poor Terrence Howard. Okay, not too big of a tangent. We're getting crazy. So, oil is... They have the same chemical makeup, and oil is liquid at room temperature, and fat is solid at room temperature. Yes. And butter and margarine is just vegetable oil that was gone through a process to make it solid mm-hmm. and add flavor to it. becomes butter. Yes. That's margarine. The process that does it is something – it moves something across the DNA structure, and that's the trans part. Mm-hmm. And it's like the only thing in this world that's like guaranteed to give you cancer. It's like scientifically proven that trans fans give you cancer. So stop eating fucking trans fans because your body can't deal with that shit. I want to start identifying as a trans fat. Yeah, yeah. I feel like I feel like I'll be heralded as a hero and a beautiful butterfly amongst amongst moths. You have to put some weight on then if you're going to be trans fat. Yeah, Uh, but no, I feel like I don't have to do anything. I just want to identify as a trans fat, and we just accept you because that's your choice. Yes, it's my choice to identify as a trans fat, and you should all be applauding me for it. And uh, no, no one can say. Anything else? It's your choice, bro. It's my choice. It's my call. It's a free world, and I should be able to do whatever I want. I'm going to call myself a trans fat. Look, I will fight and die for the day that a thin, straight man can call himself a trans fat. Yeah. You go for it, bro. Yeah. So, yeah. Haze, huh? Hashtag hard tone to trans fat. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Long hashtag. Yeah. Um, So, yeah. Haze, shit's crazy going on. Um, It's projected to go till November. I can't believe that. Yeah. I mean, um, looking outside the window today is looking a little bit clearer, a little bit nicer. Yeah. Oh, but that's another thing. I read an article that just because you can't smell it, just because you can't see it, doesn't mean that haze is out there. 
like Al Qaeda. It really is, man. Don't let Al- don't let the haze Qaeda win. <laughs> no, because the reason you can see it is because of the moisture in the air. So if you can't mm. see it, sometimes that just means it's just not as humid. Yeah. And then you can smell it. That's just because from other stuff that they're burning. Yeah. Basically, just go off of the website, the fucking, not NEA. necessarily the government website. I mean, they're good too, but there's another one that will give you an hourly... Uh, what you call P U S I? Not the P S I. The P S I is like uh, in some kind. It comes in from formula, right? But if you go to this one website, which I will get to in just a second. Well, I don't care about the P S I because the P S I is the pussy shit index, and I ain't no pussy. I'm gonna go but out there without a mask. But you are a shit, you trans fat bitch. <laughs> uh, a Q I C N dot org slash city slash Singapore, right? That's a mouthful. It's a air quality in current nations. Maybe. Uh, yeah. It gives you the PM 2.5, which is like the dust particles that makes up the haze. It's now currently at 85, so it's still pretty high. Yeah. But the PSI is 68. Go figure. Yeah. It's still pretty clear outside. It's yeah. nice to see. But whereas like two nights ago, it looked like Narnia. It was crazy. It was nuts. <laughs> it was kind of pretty, though. I took some photos. I thought... It- Okay, I know it's terrible, it's bad for your health, don't go out, blah, blah, blah. But part of me was kind of like, this is pretty cool. It looks like I'm in a different country. It's, it's like, interesting. It's like we're traveling, but not really. It's like fog, but not <laughs> but not nice. Anyway, yeah, speaking about uh, trans fats and um, my my new identification as a trans yeah. fat and et cetera, et cetera. Mm. John, you, you have a pretty interesting article to talk I about. I do. I came across this article. I Hopefully some of you guys read this. It's really interesting. It was written by this guy named Aaron uh, Bayart. I think it was how I would pronounce it. Braveheart. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's called How to Lose Weight in Four Easy Steps. And, you know, I've been on that train. I've, like, uh, fallen off the wagon a little bit, but getting back on it now, and I've been looking at more stuff, and this popped up on my Facebook feed. It's really interesting. Let me, let me read just a little bit of it. Okay. <clears throat> so How to Lose a Weight in Four Easy Steps. Uh, I spent the past year losing 80 pounds and getting in shape. Uh, a lot of people have been asking me how I did it, specifics, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, in just four easy steps. Ready? Here we go. Number one, no beer. Makes sense, right? Makes he sense. says, this is a big one, and you've probably heard it before. Every time you drink a beer, it's like eating seven slices of bread. That's a lot of bread. Mm-hmm. Fair. Number two, portion control. This is especially true when you go to eat at restaurants. A good trick is to do with your when your meals is to cut it in half and right away ask for a takeaway container so you can save the rest for later. It's pretty smart, right? Mm-hmm. All right, number three. <laughs> I like this one. Have your heart broken. And not just broken, shattered. Into itsy-bitsy, tiny little pieces by a girl who never loved you and never will. Join the gym at your work. Start going to the gym regularly. And even though you don't know much about exercise and you're way too weak to do pretty much anything but lift five-pound weights and use elliptical machines with the old people, do it into your set makes a puddle on the floor. Then go home and do and go to bed early and the next day do it again and then again and again. Listen to your stories of your ex-girlfriend fucking around with gross and terrible people. Stories from your friends who think they are doing you a favor. Go to the gym and make more puddles of sweat. Buy books. Learn about different muscle groups and how they work together. Start eating healthy. Learn about nutrition. Plan out your week of meals. Try to forget her. After work one night, go up, 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 all the way to the top floor of the parking garage and walk all the way to the back. Look out at the twinkling lights of the skyscrapers of downtown Los Angeles and think about how many single one of those office lights represents a person. Try to imagine how they feel, what they're doing right then, if they miss someone special, if they wonder if someone else misses them. Then realize that most of these lights are probably shining into offices with no one in them except for a custodian or two. Realize you are alone, that you're staring at no one. Turn your collar against the cold and drive home to a meal and a single chicken breast and steamed vegetables to go to sleep. 
go back to work, go to the gym, sweat. Jesus, John. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so that's only oh, maybe like one third. No, no, like a no, like wow. an eighth. It's like a quarter, yeah. an eighth, a fifth, maybe of the entire of step three. Yeah, and what's step four? Oh, step four is no fruit juice, too much sugar. Ah, makes sense. All right, so this guy <laughs> was written by uh, this is Aaron Blayhardt. Actually, I recognize his thumbnail. He's actually a comedian, yeah. um, who works on the Conan O'Brien show. Yes, yes, yes. Great article, great article. And he wrote, yeah, it's a it's a blog entry off of his website, and it's just this most. It's probably one of the best, most effective yeah. pieces of writing I've read in a long time. The I guys, think if you watch the Clueless Gamer series, he's mm, the that's guy. Him. Yeah, he's the guy. That's on him. It. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. So anyway, like I said, this goes on. It's just talks. It's basically an. He's just pouring his heart out about his recent breakup and how he mm-hmm. got into shape and stuff. Like, guys, I'm obviously I'm going to put this on the website, so go and read it. It's a wonderful piece of writing. Go Great check it article. out. It's beautiful. It's sad. Great article. It's nice. But yeah. Also, I watched some movies. <laughs> well, okay. <laughs> I want, phew, this topic is kind of heavy to talk about only because it, it resonates so well with oh, it really myself. Does. I mean, I, I think... We're both the same. Okay, I would say that we both look fairly different as people. Yeah. But you're, you're a trans fat. I'm, I'm a, stra- a trans fat. I'm a straight fat. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> that's a good one. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Like, don't, do you have body image issues? Um, I don't know if it's issues so much as it like, so define body image issues. Are you like, talking about, do you like, look at yourself in a mirror and go like, this can be better. I'm going to work on that. Oh yeah, not, for sure. I'm not quite happy. Of how oh yeah, I yeah, for sure, for sure. House. Yeah, for sure, for sure. For I sure. think for the most part, most people have some kind of body image issue, no matter how skinny or well built or fat or not fat you are. I think it's kind of inbuilt into, uh, our perception of society and how mm-hmm. society perceives us. Like we want to look the best way that we can and no matter where you are in your life you probably think you can be doing better absolutely you know? um the grass is always greener exactly the grass is always greener maybe the exception of people that have recently gone through a huge transformation mm. maybe that's when you're kind of like feeling that nice peak and if you if that's you great for you very happy for you um but i am one of those people that have i, I think for years now for many many years now mm. have constantly struggled with um body image and just like how i look uh i i just always think i could be looking better that i could be putting more work into it that i could have a better body you know have a have a have a more chiseled face or whatever it is like basically to try and meet the expectation of what people expect in this industry that uh, i'm working in in the media industry because you'll be surprised in an industry that's so shallow (laughs) You have to thread very carefully and you have to like always be, you know, you can't fall off the wagon too much or else, you know, people start seeing it and they will eventually lose attention because, oh, that guy, he used to be skinny, he's fat now and I don't like him, his face. Because, you know, it it is a very shallow world out there. Sad to say. Yeah. I mean, there is beauty all over. There are good people, but, you know, for the most part, um, it's... It's a pretty shallow oh, society. No, well, my yeah. issues obviously stem from before I even entered this industry. Like, like, yeah, I've been pretty unhappy about how I look for a long time, and it's like, and I'm finally doing stuff to to get a handle on it. So that's yeah. good. It's yeah. hard. It's really tough. How has that diet been going, John? It's been going well. I mean, I fell off. Like I said, when I went to the states, I fell off the wagon a little bit, and then when I got off antidepressants, I just realized I think that caused me to gain weight as well. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I'm doing it again. I'm, I'm I'm exercising more almost every day now. Stupid yeah. haze. If the haze would go away, I would go running because <laughs> yeah. I got that Spartan run. Remember that Spartan run? I t- did I tell you about that? Yes, you told me about five k where I throw javelins at Persians. Mm-hmm. I think. 
Yeah. Because based on Sparta. Yeah. But yeah, no, I'm sorry to hear that, Ben. But like, you're you're like the you're like the most good looking guy I know in real life. No, okay. I think it doesn't really matter how you look. And no trans homo. It doesn't matter how many compliments or whatever you get. Sure, it's it's, it's all a very internal. Inner, yeah, it's a very inner thing because you kind of spend yeah the, your, the whole day of yourself. You know, you know how the hell you look. You kind of have sure. a perceived image of yourself. And I think a lot of my perceived body image. Uh, comes from my younger days, kind of. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah, like back when I was a chubbier child. Um, it, like that, that person's always in my head. You know, no matter mm. how much weight I lose, like how much muscle I gain, how much weight I gain, whatever it is, like that image is kind of always in my head. Mm-hmm. And it's always kind of like a, a vicious cycle of like, okay, I'll lose weight. And then I feel like I've um, worked hard enough to lose weight and then I'll just eat some more and I'll be like, oh, great, no, I'm gaining weight. I need to exercise again. It's a vicious cycle. And I think a lot of losing weight eventually or or just like living a healthier lifestyle just comes down to not so much a diet or not so much, you know, like a um, like a, a, a secret thing. There, I don't think there is a secret. It's a lifestyle think, thing, yeah, right? It's a How lifestyle. you live your life. It's a lifestyle change because you can do like a quick two, three-week diet where, oh, I eat nothing but beans and <laughs> and leaf. Beans, the old bean leaf diet. Yeah, the old bean leaf diet. Just like a whole bowl of beans and two leaves. And I can do that for two, three weeks, lose a bunch of weight, and then go back to my usual ways and it's just going to go to shit, right? I think a lot of it is just a complete lifestyle change. Yeah, and I will, I will be first to admit that I have not been able to make that lifestyle change. I think that's why I consistently... But is it truly what you want, though? Do you want to make that lifestyle change? I, I want to be able to not question my own image kind of thing. Sure. Like, uh, I, I think it's... Like, some days I feel like, oh, I feel great. You know, I feel very attractive. I'm going to take 50,000 selfies and be happy with myself. <laughs> and then other days I'm going to oh, my face is fat. And I, I look I look dumb, yeah. you know? And I feel like those days, they're, like, pretty evenly spread out. You know, it's almost 50-50. Right. And I kind of want to move that needle maybe to, like, 80-20. Yeah, you know? but, but yeah, but now you're focusing on changing the external. Maybe you have to start thinking about changing the internal. The internal. Boom. Mm. Speech writing, 101. Um, yeah, because, like, it sounds like you, you do have a little bit of body image issues. Yeah. And, and... Traditionally, like you go, you go to the full end of the spectrum. You talk about people with bulimia and anorexia and yes. nervosa. Yeah, they work their asses off in changing the external. Yeah, until someone notices and be like, "Hey, yeah. maybe you have some issues." Yeah, but if you're thinking about it, maybe you do have to like get some perspective. Yeah, don't really know how to yeah, do yeah, that. Yeah. I mean, okay, if I if I'm gonna break, like, I'm not gonna try sell this as like a oh I have an issue, I have a problem, uh, feel sorry for me. I don't think it's an issue. I think it's more of just like. Um, I'm understanding myself That's better. Good. Yeah. Which is good. Like I I do exercise fairly often. I do eat fairly often, you know. Um I don't necessarily eat healthy mm-hmm. at all actually. <laughs> and I'm okay with that. Like it doesn't bum me out that you know like at 2 a.m. in the morning I'm going to cook myself some instant noodles. Like it makes me happy and whatever. Fuck you guys. Um but I also understand that in order to achieve a certain body type in order to achieve a certain physicality i need to cut that shit out sure and it's just when and how i'm going to pull that trigger i mean something that's good is that you already like to to cook Mm -hmm. because like i mean instant noodles yeah the problem is that fucking all you know it's like a fucking it's like it's like the devil at work yeah like all these if you want food that's easy tastes good is convenient 
and is cheap, that's so easy to get. It's the easiest thing to get. The problem is, it'll make you fat as hell. Fuck you, Satan of Fuck Nissan. You, Satan, Nissan, Nissan, Satan. <laughs> and McDonald's. More like McDevil. McDevil, <laughs> yeah. But if you want food that's like good for you, that's nutritious, I mean, it can be easy, but and then it's but then it's it's like a triangle, right? You can have food that's terrible. delicious and shitty, cheap, and then good for you. And you can never get. It's very hard to find foods that are on all three parts of that yeah. Venn diagram. And screw all you guys that say like, "Oh, I'm I've I'm, I've been vegan for three years, and I think the food's great." You know, I think the food no. tastes so good. No. You can find so many good no. places that serve nope. such good vegan the food. The food is terrible. You really can't though. You're eating seeds and and like vegan food strange is strange fungus and yeast. I mean. I mean, I have a vegan friend, and he'd be like, you know, it's like, yeah, you love animals. That's that's cool. That's fine. But your food doesn't taste good as ours. It's yeah, true. It really doesn't. <laughs> I mean, I will let, okay, like, give me, like, a quinoa bowl with, like, uh, chia seeds and kale, you know? I'm it's sure really that's good. great for me, and it will sustain me. It will fill my stomach. And you can even, you know, put a bunch of sauces that make it taste half all right. But... It's never going to be as good as a McSpicy. That's the thing. It's the difference between instant gratification and long-term gratification. Yeah, I think that's the big difference. I think that's the big that's the big shift. Mm-hmm. Like the big shift is to be able to look at the long-term and go like, "Yo, Nathan, this bowl of instant rolls is going to make you very happy right now, but in about 20 minutes when you finish it, you're going to hate yourself for it." That's not even, like I'm talking about long, long-term. Like if you like Nathan, this bowl of noodles is going to taste great. But if you keep doing this every night for a couple yeah. months, weeks, you'll notice you'll get, you'll start getting tibby. Yeah, tibby, tibby. No, but it's, it's it's even in the short term where you go like in twenty minutes. In twenty minutes, when you finish this, you're not gonna feel that great about yourself. So mm-hmm. why not just put that down? Mm-hmm. Maybe just eat like a single cracker. That's because it's just yeah, all state of mind, my friend. Yeah, because I think most times when you're hungry that late at night, right? You're not really that hungry. You just kind of want to eat something. You're either I, bored or you're thirsty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, like, as opposed to cooking yourself a full meal and kind of feeling gross afterwards, mm-hmm. like, I think, like, having a cracker or two, like, a saltine or something, that, like, if you munch on something, that's enough to kind yeah. of sustain you until you go to sleep, you know? Yeah. Those late night or meals, fruit. like, those late night meals kill me. Yeah. Yeah. And here's the thing. Okay. And this is like what I kind of want to get into. This is where it's going to be a little kind of iffy. Mm-hmm. I mean, obviously, you're fine the way you are, mm-hmm. Nathan, and also you, listener. You should be happy. Your your happiness shouldn't be tied wholly to your body image issues if mm-hmm. you're overweight, underweight, whatever it is. Yeah. But I feel like, you know how we talk about recently that the world's getting a little too PC? Yeah. I think in a lot of the same ways, people are getting a little too uh, demonized for, like, focusing on external beauty you know mm, what i mean mm, 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 where people mm. are like it's okay i'm fat and i'm proud of it i'm like even that statement alone is like huh yeah hmm yeah. you're fat and you're proud of it well like like i said it's totally fine to be the way you are and what you are you should be happy but yeah. like it should be commended or okay or at the very least okay if you try to lose weight yeah okay i you think know? I hope no one gets upset, but actually, no, I kind of hope people get upset because that way you can start a dialogue, right? But I think it's it's perfectly fine to be um, however you are, you know, whatever body type you are, whatever, however you look, it's perfectly fine. You should own that, but it should never be celebrated that, you know... He's terribly skinny. Look at that girl. She's so skinny. I love it. You know, like you can see her bones protruding out of her her, her ribs. It's so amazing. Or, or on the other side of the spectrum, look at that guy. He's so fat. It's gross. You know, <sighs> neither side should be celebrated. Sure. You know, it should 
be working towards um, the medium for everybody, where it's health. You yeah. know, you should be going for health, not really going for um, uh, to 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 like like I don't know where I'm going with this. I kind of have a point, but no, I I, I kind of get what you're saying. It's yeah. about what makes you happy, right? If 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 what makes you happy, okay. If what makes if losing weight and getting in shape and looking better naked and being more sexually appealing makes you happy, then that's good. Um, if eating junk food and being sedentary and playing video games all day makes you happy, maybe that's less good. Well, it's good for you, but I think at some point you need to make a lifestyle change because it's not so much about you know you want people to think you're attractive or you want people to like you for the way you look. I think it's more about you want to live uh, at least another ten more years, right? Like you you want to add a bunch of years to your life, and I think that starts with you know yeah. not being unhealthy, you know, putting down that fifth snicker, and um, <laughs> but you know, going for a run every once in a while because it's like it's like I don't know, and I, and I know some people are gonna call this body shaming, some people are gonna call this like fat shaming. I don't think it's shaming. I think it's more of like enlightening. It's also no, it's just. It, enlightening it's just changing your perspective it should like i said it shouldn't like body shaming is getting it's getting thrown around a little bit more than it should be i think like everything else like Like like, racism or like bullying yeah like obviously these are very big issues that we you know that i i don't know i'm just playing it's almost like i'm playing devil's advocate to the other side because obviously bullies should go to hell and people who really properly body shame people should go to like just go straight to hell and actual racists should go to hell yeah i just think there's a difference between being politically correct and just being a decent person it's all about context and intention and it's it's a fine line it's a fine line hey Mm. i don't know but i think the the main thing is that everyone should be more thoughtful and should be able to talk about things everyone should be more thoughtful right yeah but you should also be willing to talk about and be willing to open into a conversation as opposed to closing up immediately and going yeah. and saying like, oh, that's racist, that's sexist, that's body shaming, that's, or, that's whatever. Or like, taking a step further, if you're like, hey, I don't want to listen to you because what you said is offensive. I'm yeah. like, fucking be a little bit offensive and like open your mind a little bit, maybe. Yeah. Understand the point of view, even if it might not be yours. Yeah. At least that way you will have more ammo. You know? Like, you know, say, you should never talk about, uh, was it race, uh, sex, and politics, right? Because no one can just, like, yeah, we can talk about that stuff. I don't know. I love talking about that stuff. I love talking about politics, about religion, about um, race, whatever it is. Yeah. Only because it's... Okay, at least the people that I talk to about it, mm. they understand my intentions. They understand that I'm not out to say one religion is better than the other or one sex is better than the other or one uh, or one uh, race is better than the other. It's more about just talking about differences and dissecting them and understanding them. Yep. And I think that's something that's missing in a lot of like the topics you see in the news nowadays where like, you know, uh, there's racism, people are getting shot and then like there's clock bombs and things like yeah. that. Like, yeah. just, I think a lot of that just stems from one thing, a lack of understanding. And a lack of understanding stems from a lack of dialogue. Yep. So if you're not open to talk about it or if you kind of shy away from talking about it that's when you rob yourself of the knowledge and intelligence of someone else's perspective totally i 100 agree yeah man and like, like and it's like i like i said i i have very strong opinions when it comes to politics and race and stuff but like and particular and like religion but i have no problem talking to someone who can at least intellectually participate in the debate and when stuff gets heated it's fine when people are like hey you guys need to chill you guys need to chill i'm like um, you need to heat up a little bit. Mr. <laughs> chill. Like, that's one of my least favorite things. Really, just chill out. Just relax. Yeah. 
What mm. about, yeah. What were we talking about again? The body shaming Pace. thing? Oh, <laughs> <Pace>. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, about the body shaming thing. I think bottom line is get healthy. No matter where you are in your point of uh, 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 your physical how do you say life your physical life however (laughs) it is you're doing you know like skinny fat athletic not athletic whatever the heck your body type is just work towards being healthier yeah i think i'll take that as a little step further i have a slight view on different view on that i think just make your do what makes you happy but think about the things that are making you happy and why and are they really making you happy will they make you happy for a long time like Mm -hmm. i said that fucking mcspicy ooh, it's good but yeah i never feel happy for a very long time afterwards exactly yeah it's always it, it's always it always comes with a tinge of regret right after. Yeah. <laughs> but we can all work towards being healthier. I mean, and happier. I eat like shit. You probably eat like shit a bunch of times. Hey man, that's it's about discipline. Yeah. Let's make a promise right now. Like let's let's try like. Yeah. What, what's our promise? Um, to lay off the McSpicies. Okay. <laughs> At least for two months. McDonald's or McSpicies? How about McDonald's? I don't like McSpicies. How about McDonald's? McDonald's for, for how two long? Months, two months, abstaining from McDonald's. Wow. So it's, what is it? September 26th. Yes. So, well, like no November. McDonald's until November 26th. Yeah. Sure. And every time you have McDonald's or, okay, let's just say fast food. Anytime you have fast food from now till then, you got to post on Twitter, John can't see you. <laughs> yeah. And I'll post. Nathan Harfato. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or something like that. Okay. Yeah. I'm not counting Subway. Subway doesn't count. Okay, fine. Yeah, all right, done. All right, two what months, do we, no fast food. Do we, get, do we get cheat days? No cheat days, man. What about cheat, pe- cheat days is not part of a healthy lifestyle. What about pizza? How, just just fast food in general. Just like Don't get food from like McDonald's, Burger King, KFC. Oh, shit. I'm regretting making this promise now. <laughs> but I, I, I want it. I want, hey, I want to be healthier. I want to be healthier. Like I'm sick of just like constantly feeling guilty about myself and what I'm eating. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, but that's a lot of pressure on yourself, you know. Like it's like I think it's good though. I think I think we're putting the pressure uh, on the audience as well. But it's it's almost like okay, okay, you're 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 thinking about punishing yourself, punishing yourself, right? You're punishing yourself if you do this. But why don't you reward yourself if you do something good, positive reinforcement? So like, why don't you be like post a photo every time you have a salad and be like, yeah, Nathan Hart salad. (laughs) (laughs) It's all the great puns today. Yeah. Um. I don't know. You guys can join us if you want to on this little health crusade. Because, John, like, I think you were doing pretty well on your diet before mm-hmm. you left for America. Yeah. You've kind of been backsliding a bit. I have been. Truth time. be told, man. Big you've been time. backsliding a bit. We've, we've had a bunch of late night McDonald's together. Um, and I, I would like to join you on this journey towards yeah. Let's do it. Health. Let's do it. Let's, let's do, do it. it. Let's do it. Let's do it. Let's do it. You guys can join us too. Let, let us know on Twitter if you want to join us. <laughs> and we will, we will support each other. Uh, hashtag... Good hang gets good hang, good health. Hey, let's do that. Let's do that. All right, that's what we've been up to, I guess. Unless you, there's something you want to talk about specifically. As a, I have no idea what the hell we're. I, this has gone on for this a while week. Now. You've been thinking about your body. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> All right. Well, okay. Let's see. So we got some fan stuff to talk about. We have games to play, news to do. Yeah. What do you want to do, Nathan? Let's jump into the shit reading. All right, let's read your shit. 
Listen to us talk all day You've got things you wanna say All you do is ask Cause we read your shit Alright, not a lot of stuff this week in terms of emails or uh That's fine And Twitter stuff Actually, I got an email just now, but she says she'd rather not uh, he or she, it's she, fuck it. She's, <laughs> she'd rather uh, we didn't read it on air. But I'm going to email her and get it back to her and see if she would be willing to get us through for next. Yeah. No, that's fine. Good. See, like, anyway. I, uh, you guys might not be posting stuff to us, but we know you're listening. Yeah. We know you guys are out there. Um, that said, post some more. Uh, but <laughs> if you do wish to reach out, uh, you can leave a comment on the website. You can post on Twitter uh, at Good Hang Podcast. You can check us out on Facebook. Leave us a comment there. Or you can send us an email uh, to contact at goodhangpodcast.com. Yeah. Because, um, you know, we, we spend a while just talking about whatever the hell. And it'll be nice if you guys give us something yeah. to talk about. That said, though, before before we record these episodes, I don't know if you guys know what Periscope is or whatever. But we jump on uh, Nathan Hartono's Periscope account to chat with some of his Twitter followers. And they gave us some stuff that we I think would be interesting to talk about. Yeah, yeah. sure, sure. Our, our old buddy, Jake Lasagna. Oh. From way back in episode something. Long time no see. Long time no see, Jake Lasagna. Uh, wants to know a little bit about our... Our mentors growing up and our role models. Hmm. Nathan, do you have any that you can think of? Mentors and role models. Okay. So the first person that comes to mind as a role model is actually someone that I would like to get on the show pretty soon. Oh, yeah? Yeah. So, uh, the Dalai Lama? <laughs> the Dalai Lama, exactly. <laughs> no, um, it's actually a local musician. Mm-hmm. A local musician. Um, her name's Inch. Inch ah, Schwa. Okay, okay. Yeah, uh, I she's older than I am, but I don't know by how much. I Not think by, by much. By though. three, three, three or two years. Not by much. Yeah. Um, but she's an, an unlikely role model to me, only because she was like the first local musician that I really um, got into, as in like mm-hmm. with her music. I really appreciated the stuff that she was putting out. I really liked that she was trying different things and like being kind of like a bit of a maverick in the in the local music scene. You know, very. <laughs> Uh, McCain, um, uh, <laughs> totes, yeah, totes. no, but but she was really that makes you Sarah Palin, <laughs> yeah. But even really? till today, you know, she's been, she's just kind of like going against the status quo, doing whatever the hell it is she wants to, and creating really cool music the whole time she's doing it. And I remember it was five, five, six, six years ago, six or seven years ago. She reached out to me um, over, I think, YouTube. And just like straight up, just asked me like, "Hey, would you like to collaborate together?" And you day? guys didn't even know each other at the time. We did not oh, know each wow. other. I knew of her, um, and I had been performing for a while then. But I was, you know, I really had no cred, you know. Yeah. Was and this before or after the Heroes concert with the Heroes? <laughs> this was after I had started, but it was before I had started creating my own material. <laughs> okay, okay, you know, okay. It was before I had really started um, creating my own stuff. And she reached out to me one day and just said, "Like, hey, let's collaborate. Let's meet up." And uh, we met up, we had lunch, we talked about, you know, music and what we want to do in the future. And we wrote a bunch together and recorded a song and everything. But the whole time I was just so enamored by like her process, how she works, her work ethic, Mm. her drive. And it's been nice to see that grow, you know. I'm I'm happy to be able to call her a friend today. That's really cool, man. Um, but it's and it's also nice to see her go on to greater and bigger things. And it started with her, but it's also nice to see it reach out to more and more um, acts in Singapore. Mm. You know, there's that same drive, that same work ethic, that same um, vision, you know, for a bigger, better music uh, culture within yeah. Singapore. 
and it inspires me like to no end man i mean like she kind of started that with me but today you know you see tons of people doing the same thing you see like charlie lim shake a the sam willows you yeah, see yeah, like yeah. newer bands like hubba bubba's and take two and things like that they're doing amazing things and uh it's just it, it's I, I i i i guess long story short is that one of my role models even till today has been the local scene and nice. the players within the local scene nice. And I'm very happy to be able to say that because I so might cool. not have so been cool. able to say that like six years ago. <laughs> that's really cool. Yeah. Um, I that's I personally have a couple role models. Actually, this this is something I want to talk about. So, uh, similar to Nathan, I have a role model in in that works in my industry. So, a teacher of mine named Adam. He was my teacher at LaSalle. He was he's a director. He's actually only a couple years older than me, but. Um, since school and after he's become my mentor like one time I actually let it slip that I was like oh this is Adam he's my mentor and then he's been teasing me about it ever since but you know what Adam you're my mentor <laughs> and it's good to have someone in your industry that knows a little bit more that like can guide you through Yeah, which is tough especially if you're like an artist or an entertainer it's you know it's not a 9 to 5 job there's no right or wrong way to do it but there are people who've come before you that have done it yes you know so that's my boy and then but like something I want to talk about that growing up you talk about role models, a lot of people, maybe maybe less so in this day and age, will cite yeah. their parents. You know, like my yeah. parents taught me all this growing up. And, you know, my yeah. parents are good. I have good parents. They're great. But um, they both worked a lot. And my role models in terms of, like, how to how to behave and how to treat others was actually from TV. Yeah. In movies, maybe? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I'm trying to think of, like, specific things. But, like, I feel like I wouldn't be the thoughtful, kind it's been said that I'm kind person that I am if it wasn't for some of the TV shows I watched growing up, like Joss Whedon and like shows like Boy Meets World and stuff. Just, I don't know, just give me perspective on the world and, and maybe think about things. And yeah, I was, I've been, I was raised by TV and I'm proud of it. I would say that as well. Cause a lot of times when people ask me, Oh, where does your accent come from? Blah, blah, blah. <laughs> I, oh, I, the only answer that I could come up with was that I watched a lot of TV as a kid. Sure. I kind of picked up that cadence. I picked up that accent. Sure. Um, I am a very heavy TV consumer, yep. like heavy, heavy, heavy. Um, it's, it's a problem really. I'm a TV fanatic and I'm proud of it. <laughs> just like Nathan's a trans fat and he's proud of it. Yep. I'm identifying as a trans fat. That's cool. That's yeah. Cool. Cool. But I, 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 I can see where you're coming from with that. Like, I have great parents as well. They raised me really well. Um, they they did good work, you know. They, they did good work. They yeah. did good. Yeah. I was I was their second project, you know. They did pretty all right. Yeah. The, it's a trilogy. You know, it's, whatever, a tr- it's, whatever. A, it's, it's a trilogy. The first one was probably the better one. I kind of turned out, like, they, they, they put in a bigger budget, mm-hmm. but, you know, it ended up kind of failing. So your sister's like Godfather 3. She's the worst. <laughs> You're a horrible person, Nathan. You're horrible. No, no, my sister. Don't ever call someone Godfather Three, you guys. That's such a, that's the worst insult you can give to someone. No, my sister. No, my sister was um, Return of the Jedi. Oh, so your Empire Strikes Back? Yeah. Okay. The best humble, one. humble. The best one. <laughs> so you know, all you're three, the, all you're three the good. coldest one. All just three like the good. Ice Planet Hoth. All three good. Um, that's good. Yeah. So yeah. Well, I mean, thanks, Jake, for that question. Um, that's kind of fun to talk about. I uh, hope you got some out of that stuff, guys. So guys, again, if you want to read more. Uh, messages on Twitter, email. We'd love to hear from you. Yeah. yeah. Let's play a game, John. I think it's time for a game. Let's play a game. Game time. Game time. All right. It's game time. It's my time to be the games master. Okay. Listeners and Nathan's bitching whining. I've heard you guys. <laughs> <laughs> my games, okay, are a little too difficult. So I made mine 
significantly easier this week and it should be pretty fun and interesting too i'm actually i was really inspired by your game last week nathan about the bigger number right yeah that's what i'm doing this week too what's the bigger number Alrighty. Like I started with dates. Like I was like, what happened later? But I was like, eh. Let's... And then it got me really thinking. So I, I just went big with bigger number. Okay. Cool. And this is inspired by my week of sitting home in the haze, watching different movies and TV shows. Like... So is it going to be like The Mist? No. And Under oh. the Dome? Nah. You'll just, <laughs> I'll just see. Okay. So I'll go by question by question. Again, you just got to tell me what the bigger biggest number is, right? Okay. All right. The first question is inspired by me watching the HBO special John Adams. Ah, shit. Yeah, it's American history. I bet you know it. Okay. Nathan, which number is bigger? The year of the death of the second president of the United States, the aforementioned John Adams, or the year of the death of the third U.S. president, Thomas Jefferson? So basically, who died later? Shit. So I know nothing about... Caveat, caveat. Okay, before I forget. You could, they could be, one could be bigger than the other, but they could also be the same in these questions. Wait, what? So it's like, which is the higher year? Is it, which number is bigger or is it the same? Oh. How is this easier? How is this? <laughs> this is just straight up. This is a straight up history question. They get better. The this year is a straight of the up history of the question. second U.S. Okay. president or the year of the death of the third U.S. president. Stab in the dark. I'm going to say Thomas Jefferson died first because yeah, I, whatever. So you're saying that. Uh, B, Thomas Jefferson is the bigger number. Oh, wait, hold on. For it to be the bigger number, it has to be who died last, right? Yes. Okay, I'm going to say John Adams. That's a bigger number. Okay. Both incorrect. It is the same. Okay. I wanted to bring this because this is a super cool fact. They died in the same year. They died in the same day. Uh Uh-huh. Guess what day they died? The 4th of July. The 4th of July. Oh, for real. 1826. 50 years after the Declaration of Independence was, was uh, adopted. Bam. Isn't that crazy? That's pretty nuts. So two founding fathers died 50 years to the day after the country was created. Supposedly, Thomas Jefferson, uh, excuse me, John Adams' last words were, Jefferson survives. Avenge me! <laughs> <laughs> no, his last words were, Jefferson survives, which is poignant because actually Jefferson had died five hours earlier. Mm-hmm. Go figure. Okay, next question. Uh, we're going to continue with... <laughs> With a little bit of American history, because I watched... Wait, wait, pause, pause. How many questions are there? There's six. And so same thing. Get... Six, get four. All right? Fuck Just like yours. All right, fine. All right, here we go. Here's another one. What is the bigger number? The number of people killed in the Battle of Gettysburg, mm-hmm. or the number of words in the Gettysburg Address given by Abraham Lincoln? See... I know nothing about American politics, John. I know nothing about American history. There's only a couple more questions about American history. I did not grow up in America. I I do not care about their history. I didn't even know that. what I don't know. The Gettysburg Address is one of the most famous uh, speeches in American history. It goes, four score and seven years ago, our fathers brought forth on this continent a new nation. That one. It's very famous. All right. Seven dark. Number of people died in Gettysburg versus the number of people... Like it's like like I know anything about Nobel Prize history. That's what you asked me last okay, week. Okay, that was the one like historical question. Number of people okay. killed in the Battle of Gettysburg, uh, one of the greatest battles of the American Civil War. It's often said the turning point of the American Civil War, or the number of words in the Gettysburg Address. This is again inspired by me watching Lincoln and the movie Gettysburg. Okay, I'm it's going a long to, hazy week. I'm going to say number of people killed because I vaguely recall hearing that it was in the tens of thousands. That is correct, Nathan Yay. Hartono. Number of people killed in the Gettysburg Address, uh, in the Battle of Gettysburg, 7,863. Close enough. Number of words in the Gettysburg Address often cited as the greatest speech in American history. 28. 
204. Oh, okay. Really short. Yeah, that's a pretty short speech. That's shorter than a college, you know, thingy thinger. That's, that's shorter than a composition. That's really yeah. short. It's beautiful. All right, third question. Bring all right, it. all right, all right. <laughs> we're going to move, we're starting to move into world history now, okay? All right. All right. Number three, which is the highest number? The year in which the last American soldier died from the wounds he received in the American Civil War? Or the year in which the first British soldier died from wounds he received in World War One. Back then, they called it the Great War. Hmm. So the last soldier to die from the Civil War versus the first soldier to die in the World War. That's correct. And British you're asking first. about the age that they died or the year? The year in which they died. Okay, so the greater number would mean the one that died last. Correct. It's very confusing. Okay. Um. Sorry. It's like, just, yeah. <laughs> okay, I will say... That the person from the Civil War died last mm-hmm. because, you know, if 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 he's just wounded from the Civil War, and I'm, I'm guessing there has to be some intersect, right? Yep. Like, his wounds were probably not that bad. Nathan, you had the right train of thought, but you were wrong, my friend. The yeah. year is the same. Uh, Isn't that... Cr- was that the sound of me losing? <laughs> yes. It's my alarm going off saying that Nathan's losing. No, sorry about that. Okay, no, no. The year is the same. Okay. 1914. I, for, I forgot that was an option. <laughs> yeah, that's an option. Uh, 1914, a young man named John Parr died in World War One. He was a British soldier, and he was a, a, a cyclist reconnaissance guy. He rode his bike around the Belgian countryside. Joined up the army when he was 15, lied about his age, died when he was 17. Tragic, tragic. I care for none of these things. I know. History's interesting. This is the whole point. Okay. And Joshua Lawrence Chamberlain was a colonel in the Union Army, and he died from wounds he received in the Civil War in the year 1914. All right. At the right old age of 80 something. All right. Very important figure in the Battle of Gettysburg, Joshua Lawrence Chamberlain, played by Jeff Daniels in the movie Gettysburg. Anyway. I care for none of these things. Nathan. All right, this is another year one. So what happened later? What's the bigger number? The year the first Nobel Prize was given out mm-hmm. or the year that the football club Real Madrid was founded? Mm. These are two things you don't care about. Oh, no. But this is better, see, because this is like they're more general knowledge as opposed to like history. Yeah, the rest of these idea. are more general so, knowledge. Nobel Prize, the first Nobel Prize, I have no idea. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm guessing it's like the early 1900s. Okay. And Real Madrid, that sounds like, like I, I feel like Real Madrid sounds like a really old school name. Mm-hmm. Like Real, you know, why don't you just call themselves like Real Madrid? <laughs> but like Real Madrid, super old school. I'm going to say that was maybe like the late 1800s. So I'm going to say Real Madrid is a smaller number, Nobel Prize, larger number. Okay, Real Madrid was found in the year 1902. Son of a whore, all right. The first Nobel Prize given out, 1901. Uh. Incorrect by one year. And the reason I wanted to bring this up, because I misspoke last week. Okay, so the Nobel Prize... For those you keep in track, I've already lost. Have you really? Oh, that's sad. Yeah. Okay, the Nobel Prize was named after Alfred Nobel. I said last week that he won the first Nobel Prize. He didn't. It's actually named after him because he put in his will that he wanted to give out... Prizes to people who made cool shit better, basically. Cool shit. Uh, Because he, yeah, like I said, it's true. He did come up with dynamite, but, and then he felt bad about that because it was killing so many fucking people. So when he died, he was like, yo, give my money to people who do the opposite of what I'm doing. Real Madrid was, uh, in 1920, the club was named to Real Madrid before it was just like uh, Madrid Football Club or whatever. Fake Madrid. Because King Alonso the 13th was like, you guys are favorite, so you're going to be royal. You're going to be real. Fun fact. You guys are real. Okay, here's another one, Nathan. 
the num okay going on the soccer thing we're going from real madrid to their rivals barcelona okay can we make it so that if i get these next two right i i, I win sure okay so if you have to get both these right i'm still not gonna get okay. these right but whatever because I, I just heard barcelona and i switched off right there there you go okay go on the number of goals scored by Lionel messi mm-hmm. who i will give you a hint has the most goals yeah, in yeah. barcelona history or the number of com- of competitive goals scored by the third, fourth, fifth, and sixth highest scorers combined. Which is the highest number? Number of competitive sco- goals scored by Lionel Messi, or the com- number of goal competitive goals scored by the next third, fourth, fifth, and sixth highest scorers? Hmm. Who is the second? So mystery. I left him out just to yeah. be a little more Ooh. sexy. Okay, so Lionel Messi. He's been like the poster boy of the FIFA games for like four years in a row now. Yeah. He's like super LeBron of soccer. <laughs> yeah. Um, so like I'm going to guess is... I'm gonna guess he's doing pretty well for himself. Mm-hmm. I, I don't quite have a ballpark figure of like how many goals per average like a good player scores yeah, 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 a yeah. year. Um, this is his entire career goal, yeah? Yeah. And he's been playing for at least seven years that I know of. I don't know anything about soccer. <laughs> um, okay, so okay, I'm going to assume he's been playing for... 10 years. He okay. looks like an older dude. Okay. And say he scored maybe like 50 goals a year. Let's break it down. 50 goals a year. So it's an average of 500. That seems kind of high to me, so I'm going to go down to like 490. He probably scored 490 goals in his okay. entire career. That sounds like a, a realistic yeah, pretty high. Yeah. And what about third, fourth, third, fifth, fourth, and sixth See, combined? like, how can you score more goals than four people combined, though? Like, that seems like a bit of a fake out. Mm-hmm. Um... Ah, oh, see, this, this is like a double bluff thing going on right here. But Lionel Messi is pretty damn good. But is he that good? I don't know. You guys don't care about soccer, right? <laughs> you guys don't care anything about soccer. Or math. Or statistics and math. Okay, I will say... I'm going to be bold. Do it. I'm bold and say Lionel Messi is a bigger number. Wrong! Fuck everything. I'm so sorry. Me. Number of goals scored by Lionel Messi, 418. Oh, okay. pretty close. Oh, pretty close. close. 18, one eight, but still yeah. pretty close. Number of competitive goals scored by third, fourth, fifth, and sixth combined, 677. Yeah, figures. Okay, now why did I bring this up? Because I forgot this is my, one of my favorite facts, that the sixth highest scorer of Barcelona was a Filipino guy. Oh. Named, named uh, Paulino Alcantara. Alcantara. He was born in 1896, died in 1964, oh. scored the sixth most goals for Barcelona, and then he retired at the age of 31 and became a doctor from the Philippines. Nice. Isn't that crazy? All right, last question, just for funsies. If you get this right, then you get this right. <laughs> Nathan, what is a higher number? The number of fingers and toes on actresses Gemma, that, Emma, that actress Gemma Arterton was born with. Uh-huh. Or the number of countries that the U.S. Special Operations Forces have been deployed to so far in 2015. Mm. Do you know who Gemma Artenton is? Yeah, yeah. Uh, she was in Hansel and Gretel. She was yes, in that's her. that weird movie where she was kidnapped. Pretty lady. Uh, she was in... Uh, uh, Prince of Persia. Prince of Persia. What was that, movie where, she was, that movie where she was kidnapped? Is it taken? Uh, she no, had, she had like a bag over her head. And she was like naked for a bit. Um, shame to put a bag over her head. Yeah. So yeah, so the number of fingers and toes that she was born with, or the number of countries that the U.S. Special Forces have been deployed to this See, year. See, why weren't all the questions like this? This is a lot more fun. Yeah, I know. I, I, think I got the hang of it after, as I halfway through, but yeah, I was like, I already got it. Fuck you! I got the bad questions. All right. So number of fingers and toes, uh, it's probably not going to be ten because you know you're going to try to be like number of finger toes combined. Yeah. 
Uh, and what's the thing? The so special the number forces. of countries that U.S. special forces have been deployed to in the year 2015. In the year 2015. Okay. So special forces, I'm going to assume that they're in like like Iraq, mm-hmm. Afghanistan, yes. Jerusalem, Israel. Jerusalem um, and Israel, two different places, yes. Yes. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm going to guess that he put a bunch in Korea. Uh, where that's five places in my head so far. Um, would they need someone in China? I was I think they need someone in China. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, uh, where else would they need them? They would need maybe a bunch in South America. You know, tons of drugs yep, over there. Yep, these are these are countries of the world. Yeah, yes, and continents. <laughs> what is your answer, Nathan? Oh, fucking hell! Uh, I'm gonna say it's the special forces thing. Is higher. Yeah. Okay. I'm wrong, right? Number of fingers and toes that Gemma Arterton was born with: twenty-two. Uh-huh. She was born with an extra finger on each hand. Isn't that weird? All right, but the number of countries the U.S. Special Operations Forces have been deployed to. What's your guess? Like, what do you think, roughly? How many I, numbers? I don't know. I 135. Yay! <laughs> Nathan, you got it right. I got it right. How many get right? Three? Two? Two? Three? I got two right. Yay, Nathan! <laughs> Which means I win. I but, feel very patronized right now. Uh, I'm sorry. <laughs> and cheated. But look at that. Can you imagine? I read that in a news report today that the U.S. has been to 135 countries so far. And not, it's not like they're all like in war or in raids in those countries. They're, they're also, just like, chilling training. out. Just chilling out. Yeah. But yeah, so Nathan, game time. I have decided next week's game, the, the kid gloves are off, man. Next week's game, I'm going to destroy you. Like, if you beat next week's game, I will submit completely. And, and, and I'll, I'll stop bitching about your games being so hard. I hate game time. Yeah, but will you admit that that was at least easier than the other games? Not really. Arguably harder. The first four (laughs) questions were about, like, American history and soccer. Okay, that's Both things that I have, you know, full well I have no interest in. I was trying to find some stuff with Singapore history, but I couldn't really find stuff that really fixed my thing. And I was inspired by that whole John Adams and Thomas Jefferson. I thought that was interesting. (laughs) Game time. (laughs) Alrighty, what's next? (laughs) Okay, Nathan, let's talk about the news. Let's got some news. One, two, three, four. World news, interviews, while on terror puppy shoes, television, movie, sports, racist rants, tiny horse, so many things in the world we're in. Did you hear about that thing? All right, so in the news this week, we got some fairly strange things in the news this week. All right, so first up, I want to talk about... um, this guy called Martin Shkreli. Who's that? He sounds like a dickhead. Martin Shkreli. Okay, so Martin Shkreli. That's S H K R E L I. I think correct. He's a 32 year old chief executive of Turing Pharmaceuticals. Yep, sounds like an asshole. And like he an asshole. is probably one of the most hated men in America right now. Mm-hmm. All right. So here's the story. So Martin Shkreli, chief executive of Turing Pharmaceuticals, he recently acquired the rights to Daraprim, which mm-hmm. was developed in the 1950s. And this drug is the best treatment for a relatively rare parasitic infection called toxoplasmosis. Yeah. Okay? So people with weakened immune systems, such as AIDS patients, they rely on this drug. Yeah, and cancer you know, patients, yeah. They rely on this drug to not die. All right? And until recently, it's cost about thirteen fifty a dose. So for like one tablet. Uh, a dose, yes. That's a lot. So thirteen fifty. Uh, That's a lot, man. Can you imagine thirteen fifty for each pill? Well, I mean, Crazy. it's it's not like a flu pill, you know. It's, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's a special pill. This fair, is, fair. This but is damn thirteen fifty. That's a lot. 
it's it's a fairly decent price for um, a pill that treats a specialized disease. Oh, sure, sure, yeah. Because sure. when it comes to things like cancer treatment, you know, yeah. chemo costs yeah, I know. tens of thousands, things like that. Uh, anyway, mm. uh, so this drug, it costs about 1350 US. That's a lot, man. I gotta say, that's so a lot. That's, that's a lot. about, that's, that's nearing about uh, 19, 20 Singapore dollars. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but Mr. Shkreli, he announced that he was going to raise the price of the pill. Oh, what did he, he doubled it, didn't he? Uh, close. <laughs> oh, like, oh, so like forty percent. I mean, not double. Sorry, like eighty percent. Colder, colder, colder. I mean, eighty percent is warmer. Eighty percent is warmer. Eighty percent is warmer. So he raised the price because I mean, like, <laughs> what? Tw- sorry, sorry, sorry to cut you off, but like, if you double the price from thirteen to 50, that's twenty six. 26 Seven. Fi- 27 yeah 1350 27 a day that's a lot of money okay how much did he raise it by he raised it to more than a 5000% increase what raising the price to $750 a pill what the fuck son of a bitch how could you do that what the fuck is wrong with this? oh I'm done leaving <laughs> fuck this guy fuck you you fucking rich motherfucker okay he's just, you're shouting expletives in my house I'm back. John I'm back. my mother lives here um <laughs> So seven hundred fifty dollars a pill. Yeah. So God. his rationalization for this is that it costs too little. He he, he thought that the um, the the cost of this drug Daraprim was too low, and that for a for a pill for a drug that you know was a saves life, your life for a drug that saves your life, um, it just cost a bit too low for his liking. Ugh. Okay. So some facts on this drug. Um, a person suffering uh, from uh, this this uh, tox, toxoplasmosis, toxoplasmosis yes. it takes about a hundred doses to um, get better from this pill. So you know the treatment would cost you set you back about a thousand one point four k, which is about one point eight one point nine k in Singapore dollars. Uh, so that's a treatment for this disease. And his justification was that that was too low of a price, you know, for a uh, life-saving drug such as this. When you compare it to things like chemotherapy that costs you <laughs> sure. know, upwards of tens of thousands, or hundreds of thousands, um, or like, you know, life-saving surgeries that cost hundreds of thousands of dollars. Uh, his justification was that, you know, 1.4K was too little. So he decided to raise the price, you know, to kind of justify the manufacturing and to kind of make up for the what, what the company loses or something like that. Okay. Uh, further research was done and found out that um, the cost of production for this pill was a single dollar. Yeah. Look. Okay. So the look, cost of production for this pill is one dollar. So already they were making a thousand and two hundred percent. Okay. Like, and I was being a little facetious earlier when I was not knowing. I, I knew the story obviously, but like, yeah, I've heard, I've heard that statistic that each pill costs a dollar to make, but. And he said this. There are a lot of different other costs that go into it between marketing and transportation and the development of the drug in the beginning, yes, with, yes, even yes. though it was only in the 50s. But yeah. anyway, yeah, go on. Um, yeah, so people have not been happy about it. You know, people all over patients' rights groups, politicians, Twitter users, they have made this guy a freaking pariah. Yeah. Like, they've been killing him, man. And uh, by in, in for good reason. Seen justified, justified. He, he, he's a bit of a douche. Look, <laughs> so, I'm not an expert in pharmaceuticals or in economics, but... If something just costs thirteen hundred dollars to to cure, it should not go up to seven hundred fifty thousand. Yeah, is my math right there? Seven seventy five thousand. No, seven five seven hundred fifty dollars per pill. Yeah, but you yeah. said to cure to knock it out. You oh yeah, 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 right? yeah, 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 yeah. So seven hundred fifty thousand. Seventy five thousand. Yeah. Seventy five thousand. Seven hundred fifty. Seventy five thousand. Either way, it's just yeah. too much. It's too. Much. It's a lot of money. It's a lot of money. Um, especially when you think about people that. 
you know suffer from diseases such as this like inflictions like this they tend to be from lower income sure um families you know lower income parts of the world or like from africa yeah <laughs> you know I, uh, I was trying to lay off that one but yeah from africa uh so if you look up a picture of him you'll understand why he's so easy to hate because he looks like a villain from richie rich he looks like the dane cook of ceos <laughs> He looks like a villain. He looks like a proper villain. And terrible haircut. It it doesn't help that he, you know, raised the price of a life-saving pill. So there's that story. Poor guy. <laughs> but not really. But there has since been a development. Uh, he has agreed to lower the price of mm-hmm. the 750 price tag to a more affordable price. It has not yet been revealed what that more affordable price is. But he intends to, you know, make it a bit more Open inverted commas, affordable. I just don't know how you can, like, I can see how, like, maybe he looks at some fashion figures and be like, hey, we should be making more money off of it. I mean, you never know. Like, it could be the people who create this pill, maybe they're, you know, they're... They're not making enough. Yeah, they're like, they're, making, like they're, they're you know, they'd have to lay off employees or blah, blah, blah. They're not getting a living wage. But I think they're doing okay, right? I think big farmers are doing okay. <laughs> I just think that this is this brash, what, 33-year-old kid was just like, I'm going to make a big uh, maverick move. I'm going to John McCain this bitch. <laughs> Seven thousand seven thousand percent price hike. Two John McCain references in yeah, one, episode. one episode. It's great. And you say you don't know anything about American history or politics. I didn't say I don't know. I just I don't give a shit. <laughs> Fair. <laughs> Damn, that's messed up, dude. It's 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 all kinds of messed up. Uh, but you know, that's that's how the cookie crumbles. Yeah, well, <laughs> I was trying to come up with like a drug pun, but I can think of one. That's the way the toxoplasmosis gets cured. Yeah, um, but speaking of messed up, uh, <laughs> here's another story. Mm-hmm. I don't think this is so much messed up as it is innovative. It's interesting. Yeah. So I think everyone, or at least ha- you know, one degree removed from you, you would you would have known someone that passed away a bit too young, right? Sure. Like I'm sure somewhere out there you know of a guy or girl that passed away a bit too soon. Yeah. You know, be it like a, a um, a terminal illness or a accident, something like that. These are causes of death. Yes. yes. I'm sure we all know someone that was taken away just a little bit uh, too soon. And especially nowadays when you have social media, you have Facebook pages, Instagram pages, Twitter pages, it kind of makes the concept of death a little bit scary mm-hmm. because last time when you passed away you passed away you know what you left behind was you know your work and your house and memories about you and your will and people's memories but nowadays when you pass you leave behind your entire life on social media you leave behind your instagram pictures you leave behind your facebook profile your you leave behind your twitter tweets and uh, part of that was always kind of creepy to me, you know, that you can kind of look through the thoughts of someone that recently passed and their essence was still kind of there. So a company called Dead Social has kind of, has taken advantage of this um, hole in the market, okay? So I'm going to read Dead Social's mission statement here. We are a small but dedicated team passionate about changing the way society thinks about and prepares for death online. We provide a range of online tools, resources, and support mechanisms to help deliver this. We also work and collaborate with a range of creatives, charities, not-for-profits, and ethical organizations in order to achieve this goal. So, a little bit vague, but what this company does and is... What they do? <laughs> they, will, they, they are a um, service that you sign up with that helps you post 
messages, statuses, or even direct um, uh, like wall posts long after you're gone. You can schedule posts past your death. Okay, so okay, so I am reading now the website that you have like a like a, someone who an executor basically. Yeah, says like, okay, this guy's dead. Activate dead social. Yes, and it'd be like, I'll oh, be like, oh hey Nathan, been seven years since we recorded our last episode of Good Hang. Hope you're doing well. Yeah, how you doing? <laughs> that's okay. That's interesting. Yeah, I I think something about it is, well, a of course gut reaction creepy dead person talking to you, but b it, it, it's it's kind of interesting don't you think like there's, there's some there's a sense of closure to it almost because sometimes you know people are taken away too soon uh death is never expected you know it, no matter even even if it's like terminal it's always a surprise when it happens you know um i think an element about this is actually kind of interesting you know how because it, it's not like you know it's generic messages like hey ttyl bye <laughs> it's, more, it's, it's more like you can customize messages for certain people and uh they will post it for you posthumously huh yeah i think something about that's pretty interesting what would your posthumous post be to who to just like the the status that you put up oh okay um hey guys still dead um yep no heaven, no hell. <laughs> Confirm. And you would be writing this before you passed away. Yeah. <laughs> okay, you know, this is interesting because, okay, okay, this, you know, this made me think of, actually, this is film from the early 90s called My Life. Have you heard of this? Nope. Starring Michael Keaton and Nicole Kidman. Uh, Michael Batman Keaton. Batman and Catwoman. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Wait, Nicole Kidman wasn't, Bat- wasn't Catwoman. She was. Michelle Pfeiffer oh, no, was. she wasn't. Nicole Kidman was that chicken in... in the Nicole Kidman's Nicole Kidman. No, no, she was in Batman, the George Clooney one. Oh, she was like a reporter or something. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, in this movie, they're a married couple. Nicole Kidman is character is pregnant. Michael Keaton's character finds out that he has a terminal illness, so he starts recording a series of videos to give to his son. Mm-hmm. And I thought this was really it's a really beautiful movie. Um, mm. Apparently mixed with mixed reviews, but whatever. But that's a thing. Like if you know that you're gonna die and you have a young child, you maybe want to save some videos like. Uh, watch this on your fifth birthday. Watch this on your tenth birthday. When your graduation, when you get married, right? Isn't that a thing? So I think some just, people do that. Yeah. So this is just making it like to social media. Yeah, I think some people do that. Yeah. But imagine the people like um, like abusing this thing. It's like, <laughs> hey Lawrence, I'm dead, but you're still lame. <laughs> Peace. Or like, um, post. It was Timothy's fault. <laughs> just like make that your post. <laughs> like just like pick a guy you really hate. <laughs> and it was, it was Timothy's fault, and then like a whole investigation ensues while you're dead. Stupid and like, Timothy. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, I don't know. I think there's something really interesting to it. There's uh, there's definitely a weird social media aspect to it. Where like, hey, think about it. Our grandpa. Okay, my my I have one remaining grandparent. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, I never met my dad's parents, and my mom's dad passed away two years ago. Mm-hmm. And there's something about like the older generation, right? Like. It's a bit of a mystery. Yeah. Very little exists of their younger life. Like, if, like if you're lucky, you have photos, memories. Yeah. Like, you probably have no videos of your grandparents. Maybe yeah. a bunch of photos from your parents, you know, maybe a rare video or two. But in general, the life of your parents, the life of your grandparents, there's a certain mystery to it. And the what you know from them comes from the stories that they tell you. Yeah. It comes from the stories that they tell you, the stories that your uncles tell you about your parents or whatever it is. And it comes from that reminiscence, right? Yeah. But nowadays, like our kids, 
can look through what the hell we had for lunch yesterday. Mm. Our kids will be able to look at the shoes that you wore on Friday. You know, it, it it's it's become such an inform like it's become so overly how do you say it like accessible. It's it's overly accessible, almost to the point of like intrusion. You know. Yeah, but I mean, it's just to change the status quo. But like, so change, for example, it, it's just, it doesn't that shift blow your mind that like I don't even know what my grandpa did between the years of like his twenties to his thirties. Yeah. I have very vague knowledge of that. Yeah. Whereas my kids will know. They're gonna know the movies I watch, yeah. the books that I like, the tweets that I tweeded. They're gonna know, I, for example, I, Nathan, that on September twenty first, two thousand fifteen. There's a movie or a TV show or something called Half Worlds, and the font is really silly. Yeah, I don't know. It's just it's, it's crooked. But but something about that is just it really it's intriguing to me. It makes you wonder like what the future. It's it's just is different. Hey, like I had a lot of thoughts about that. Like for example, like like I think about like my job and like man when like for example I'm an art I'm an actor I'm a photographer blah 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 I'm like and you think about people's job like oh I'm a social media consultant and like oh, I'm a tech analyst like what happens when you're older when you need a real job but like. <laughs> It's going to be interesting to see, like, in 20, 30, 40 years when people our age start retiring and, and what they're, you know, what they add to society at that time. Well, I think newfangled jobs like that, they only seem kind of fluffy because they are, you know, new. Yeah. But um, I think... But, that's, but things are changing. It's yeah, like yeah, saying, yeah. It's, like, it's like how people are saying, like, you shouldn't get tattoos because when you're older, it'll look stupid. But that's because you don't see people that are old that have tattoos. But now you do, and they look pretty cool, I think. You know what I mean? It's like, it's just, things change. Yeah. And so do our perspective. And It's just such a huge shift, though, from, like, a lack of information to an overdose of information. Yeah, it's interesting. Um, I think that's why this whole dead social thing kind of creeps me out a teensy bit. Because, like, to be able to look through the life of someone that has passed away so intimately. Yeah, but it's not like they're releasing all their records, right? Like, to, well, for no, the dead no, no. social thing. I'm just saying in general. Like, I mm-hmm. have known people that have passed away at, you know, an early age due mm-hmm. to either accidents or illnesses. And then you would inevitably look them up on Facebook or on Twitter. And then you see their profiles. And then you see people posting condolences and stuff like that. Yeah. But for the most part, you still have their essence on a Facebook page. And something about that, you know, having that much access to their life even after that life is gone. Um, it, it just feels intrusive in a way, you know? It feels, no, like, it feels like something reserved for a family. But it's it's weird. It's almost like it's... Um, so I, I just feel social media and death is kind of... I find it very fascinating, a little bit weird. Like, one of my friends... It's a very new issue, yeah. Yeah. Like, my friends... One of my friends died. Uh, I went to high school. She died seven years ago. Uh-huh. And her Facebook page, yeah, has become basically a, a memorial for people to come and share thoughts and stuff. Okay. And people like will write stuff as if they're writing to her, which, you know, it's, I, yeah, it's, I don't know, but... It's, 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 it's a way of therapy almost. I guess, I guess yeah. so, right? Like, almost like you're talking to... You, I mean, I'm sure no one thinks you're actually talking to your friend, mm. but in a way, it's kind of like being able to share the thoughts. Hopefully one of their friends reads it and like, you know, has that sense of closure as well. Yeah. And, you know, remembers so, her or whatever it is. It's like how, like, for example, with like famous people, they'll have a gravestone that people will go to and will will, will leave something there. Or, That's a good way of thinking about yeah. it. Yeah. Instead, instead, you can do it on the, from, you, it's you, just you, that, you can do that in your just, boxers. It's just that instead of like a very well chiseled piece of marble with yep. flowers, you know, it's like a Facebook page and you see a picture of them in like getting drunk. Ones and zeros, man. Yeah. Ones and zeros. Like you see a picture, like, oh my gosh. Like I, that, that's why you, you should always make sure to profile pictures, like a proper picture of you. Because you, know? <laughs> you could die. Yeah. And not like a picture of you, like 
chugging a, a novelty sized bottle of champagne, you know, or kissing it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> huh. Oh, jeez. Okay. Well, let's 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 move into less grim news, Nathan. Yeah. What's up? Guess whose birthday it is today? Mine. No. Oh. Sorry. oh, I brought him down again. I'm so sorry. <laughs> no, it's tennis sensation Serena Williams. What should we do for her? What should we do for Miss Williams, Nathan? Happy birthday to no, you. No, no, I mean, happy I mean, birthday. Happy uh, That's birthday. one song. You can sing that or you can sing the Beatles. They say it's your birthday. Happy birthday to you. But you know what we or, can sing now? Or, or, or. Maybe like your birthday every day. It's a Katy Perry song. But we don't have to do that, guys, because oh, go shorty. Uh, it's, it's your birthday. birthday. We can party like it's a No, that song is also that 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 song is not. That song is. These songs are all copyright, actually. Yeah. yeah. But you know what isn't copyright? What? The happy birthday song. I can finally sing it in public. You totally can. I don't have to pay. Sued. I don't have to pay somebody anytime I sing it nope. anymore. What? what? Like if you go to a chain restaurant store, they can just sing you happy birthday, and it's totally fine. It's not counted as a public performance of a song that you pay royalties to. Nope. Because awesome. A, a judge ruling in suit filed two years ago against blah 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 against Warner Chapel Music blah 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 blah. Wait, blah. anyway, John, it's fine. John, <laughs> I don't think a lot of people know this, but the happy birthday song, like happy birthday to you, that happy song, right? Do you realize that you've never once heard it in TVs or in movies? Yeah, you can't. It's copyrighted. You, you just don't hear it. You don't hear it. You know why you don't hear it? Why? Because. Uh, no, I'm explaining. It oh, yeah. You know why. <laughs> you don't hear it because it is copyrighted. And in order to have that song in a movie, you have to pay X amount to the original um, composer. So a lot of movies and TVs and TV shows, in order to just like bypass that completely, they either don't sing the birthday song at all or they cut to the scene at the tail end where they go like, To you. <laughs> That's Yay! so funny. Yeah, but Holy they never want to show the whole song. The company that hold the, held the rights to it collected $2 million a year off that fucking song. That's beautiful. Wow. Who was, who, what? what? The company called who Warner Chapel Music was the one who collected it anyway. But like, yeah, I guess anyone who Oh, Warner to- Chapel gets money for Happy Birthday? Mm-hmm. Son of a bitch. Not anymore. Not but as wait, of this year. But who was paying them though? Like, who yeah. was using the song in such a public domain, in, in such a public, uh, how do you say, space? I don't know. I honestly don't know. But, like... Yeah, that's yeah. weird. Maybe, like, movies were just like, you know, let's just do it. Let's do Fuck it. Let's it. keep the realism. Gangster, happy birthday to you. $10,000 to Warner Chapel so we can use that fucking song. <laughs> but, yeah. That's awesome. So I can finally sing it about, without any fear. Yeah, I guess not. On top of my lungs. Do it. Do it. I can't. No, everything to my body's telling me no. <laughs> you could do Happy it. Happy birthday! Day, say it, day, sing it. Yes. Day two. Yeah, yeah. You can do it, Nathan. I believe in you. Yeah, victory! Free stream. High five. Okay. Uh, <laughs> so yeah, that's the news this week. That's the news. <laughs> All right, John. So on to our final segment of the evening. Or day, whenever <laughs> it is you're listening to this. Let's do favorite thing. Favorite thing. Favorite thing. Oh, you just, just play the song, actually. Favorite things. Favorite things. From something else. From boobs to bus. Favorite things. So, favorite thing of this week. Um, I was thinking about songs a lot this week, John. Yeah. 
And thinking about songs that you know you love to share with friends that you really like to blast in the car, and people ask you like, "Oh, who's that artist? That's so cool!" And you introduce a new album to them and everything. <laughs> but then there's also the opposite side of that spectrum: the songs that you want to listen to with nobody else in the car, <laughs> the songs you want to listen to with nobody else. You know, the, the ones that you listen to on your earbuds and you turn down really low when you go into the elevator because <laughs> you don't want anybody to know that's what you're listening to. I call these songs tool tunes. Tool tunes. <laughs> songs that you do not want anyone to like. Like, like these are. These are your little secrets. Because they, they would call you a tool? They would call you a tool, right? Exactly. These are the guilty pleasure songs that you enjoy in secret, that you enjoy by yourself, and you don't want to tell anybody else about it. Mm-hmm. But because we're broadcasting a show, I'm going to tell you guys mine. Oh, shit. So my tool tune, um, it, it comes down to more of an album, really. Uh, but every song in there is like a tool, a tool tune to me. So I was a big fan of boy bands oh, nice. as a younger child. And one of the first concerts that I went to was a concert by hit Irish boy band, Westlife. Westlife! Westlife! <laughs> and I, oh my gosh, um, what's that album name? Uh, the one with, when you're looking like that. Mm. Uh, I forgot the name of the album. Um, but that album, it was like, I think their third studio album or something like that. It, they came to Singapore, they toured with it, and... It was a terrible show, but the songs were amazing. <laughs> it's a ter- Why was it a terrible show? <laughs> they just, like, there was no showmanship. Wait, was, was it the self-titled West Life from uh, 1999? Hold on. Coast to Coast. Coast, Coast to, to Coast. Coast. That was the album. Coast to Coast was the album. I remember the song. From overseas and coast to coast. From the place I love the most. Where the skies are green. Once again, my love. See, everyone knows it. Everyone knows these songs. They're ingrained in our memory. But for me, like the number one tool tune from that album was... When you're looking like that. Oh, how does it sing, the whole, sing, sing more of it? Okay, it's like. Just pretend it's like happy birthday. The verse is like. Dan it. Dan it. She's a five foot ten, a cat suit and bambi eyes. Dan it. Dan it. But it must seem something and something, but the girl was mine. Didn't know I was in love. Oh my god, that song is so stupid. It's a. Terrible video. It's cheesy as hell, but I'll be damned if it doesn't get me going every time. It just gets me going, man. Every time I hear that song, I just, just crank it. It just gets me going. You just roll down the roll down your windows and you just crank it. No tool no. tune, tool tune. You so roll the, up the windows. I roll up the windows. <laughs> I roll up the windows. I close the doors and I crank it, and then I'm just like singing. When you're looking like that. Oh my god, I love that sound so much. Just thinking about it makes me happy, but it makes everyone else around me very upset. <laughs> when, when, when I play it in the car, it's like, turn that shit off. That's my tool tune. That's your tool tune? Okay. Yeah. Um, see, I have, I guess I have a couple tool tunes. Like, you know, there's a, there, like, if Bye 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 comes on, I will dance full out to it, by, you know. But I feel like Instinct is no longer considered uncool because of Justin Timberlake. Yeah. Yeah, but like, Westlife is still considered pretty uncool. All right. Like if we were in primary school right now and I like Westlife, everyone would be like, "Hi, uh, you're gay." Yeah. yeah. Well, you are trans fat. So. I am. I am trans fat. No. Anyway. Anyway, so I guess mine would be like, you know, man, I just gotta say, like, I love musicals. I love Broadway musicals. Yes, you do. I'm a straight fat man, and I love Broadway musicals. Sounds about right. And when Wicked comes on, mm. I will sing it word for word. Except for that one. That's a high note. Yeah, it's a high one. So I guess, but specifically, I guess mine would be, you know that song, As Long As You're Mine? I can't say I know it by heart. It's the one that Elphaba and Fierro sing to each other. It's their love song. Sing it to me, John. Bam, 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 bam. Dun, dun. See, I was going to sing. I'm doing the whole thing, though. Uh-huh, yeah. And then, 
You have to sing the girls part because I only seen the guy part. I honestly don't know. How you do. You know it. Kiss me too fierce. Like you showing me the lyrics right now. Kiss me too fiercely. Hold me too tight. I need help. Okay, wait, let's sing it together. Just okay. guide me through it, all right? Kiss me too fiercely. Hold me too tight. Are you making this up? I need, I need help, help believing you're with me tonight. My wildest dreamings could not foresee lying beside you with you wanting me. Dun, dun, dun. Just for this moment, as long as you're mine, I've lost all resistance and crossed some borderline. And if it turns out it's over too fast, I'll make every last moment last. As, as long, long as, as you're mine. mine. See, and then the guy comes in. That's where I power through. But I'm not going to do that because it's copyrighted. I and... don't know the song, John. <laughs> you really don't know Wicked. Have you not watched Wicked? I've watched Wicked, but how does the chorus go? Uh, yeah, that, that was the chorus, the thing we just did. Um, <laughs> just for this moment. The weird, freaking bastardized <laughs> thing we just did. No, man, listeners are like, that's pretty accurate. Pretty that's accurate. pretty accurate. All righty. So I'll see that, like, you know, like... You can go on YouTube and look for like duets that only has the guy or the girl version song. Yeah. I'll pump that on once in a once in a while. I'll pretend I'm singing with the Dina Menzel. Let's duet. That's great. Let's fall in love. <laughs> that's great. Yeah. Now I feel like a real tool. <laughs> See, no, that was, that's a perfect tool tune because it's so right? special to you, but it means nothing to me. Ah. That's the perfect tool tune. Yeah. Yeah. Whereas like your Westlight song means a lot to you and I don't like it. Yeah. So... Also a good tool tune version. Yeah, man. <laughs> tool tunes. What are your tool tunes? Tweet it out to us at Good Hang Podcast. Let Even us better, know what sing, it out. sing it sing out. Sing it out to us. Take a video of yourself and tweet it to us. Do it. Let us know what your tool tunes are because, you know, everyone has a guilty pleasure. And I think part of part of us like kind of likes to tell the world the stuff that makes us happy. Yeah, yeah. Even though it's terribly stupid. Yeah, it's your little secret. The internet makes it a big secret. But you know what? Rock out with your cock out. Have no shame. If you love that song, you love it. You know, I was going to say, one of my favorite things about being in New York, I, I forgot to tell you about this, but like, being it was able so to cool. rock out with your cock out. I do, my cock out was ever, everywhere. No one ever really noticed. I have never rocked out of my cock out. I don't think I've ever rocked out. Yeah? I've rocked out a bunch of times, but like never... Cock has always been in. Cock has always been in. Mm. Very well tucked. Mm. Um, I have never been fully in the nude and rocking out. You have to put, put that in the bucket list, man. Yeah. Maybe you should get your ass kicked naked, like Spartan style. I think I need Not to work on. The, I think I need to work on the body image thing oh, first. Amazing, you're fine. You're yeah. a beautiful flower. <laughs> I'll, I'll work on the body image thing first. Once I get to a point where I'm confident enough to have the cock out and rock out at the same time, yep. I'll let you guys know. Boom. Yeah. All right. We got. We should leave it on that beautiful note. Yes. I don't even need to finish my idea about what about New York was because that was just so beautiful. Yeah. Just the wind against my dick and balls. Yeah. <laughs> think about that, listeners, <laughs> as you go to sleep tonight. <laughs> Thank you for hanging out oh, with us. Shit, I love how you. How that happen? Nathan, just oh, let God. that... Yeah, yeah, <laughs> let word painting drift into your head as you go to sleep tonight. So Bye, sorry. guys! I'm so sorry. Nathan, you were fucked up. You were fucked up, man. What's wrong with you, man? Don't drink and don't date rape. Yeah, I mean, you can do one of those things. <laughs> <laughs>